You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. I believe God wants to do something unique this morning. When our country is shouting fear, intimidation, terror, sickness, disease, we have a God that shouts, my blood has paid the price for you. Amen. My blood has paid the price for you. God is with us. God is with us. God is with us. The Almighty God, whose voice causes thunder and lightning, and His voice can be like rushing waters and can break the cedars of Lebanon. That God is with us. And I just want to say, Lord, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Holy Spirit, you are so welcome in this place this morning, Lord. These are your people, Lord. This is your church, Father. Thank you, Lord, that even as I share this morning, Father, that a new, fresh hope will be imparted into every heart, Father. You're the God of miracles, Jesus. You're the God of miracles, Father. And whether I'm standing on the mountaintop or I'm in the belly of a lion, Father, you're the God of miracles, Jesus. You're the same God, Father, that became Job's provision, Father. You're the same God that comforted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You're the same God that shut the mouths of the lion for Daniel. You're the same God that was there with Jesus when he died on the cross, Lord. You're the same God that's with me every single day, Father. The same God that shut the mouth of the lion is the same God that's here today. Father, you're the same God that was there with David when he faced Goliath. A Goliath that was shouting that he was going to die. You're the same God that gave him the courage that gives us the courage today, Lord. We hold on to you, Father. We hold on to you, Jesus. We hold on to you, Holy Spirit. We hold on to you, Jesus. We hold on to you, Father. We hold on to you, Holy Spirit. We love you, God. He's with us this morning, church. God is with us this morning. And even as we just go straight into the message, I want to encourage you this morning that do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. I was preparing for this morning, and when I was going through the sermon last night, the Lord said, I want you to teach a different sermon this morning. I want you to take the song that you're singing. You know the song we just sang now, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious towards you and give you peace. I must take that prayer, that song, and break it down that we can understand what we are singing. Are you ready for that this morning? So can we turn to Numbers? Numbers 6 verse 24 in the Amplified Bible. For those joining us online, welcome. You are very welcome in the house of the Lord this morning. 
God is doing amazing things in household of Christ. And we are so grateful for every single advancement. Amen. Every advancement in household of Christ is because of the grace of God. Numbers 6 verse 24 in the Amplified Bible, it says, The Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, sustain you, and guard you. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. The Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you with divine approval and give you peace, a tranquil heart and life. Is that not what we all want, church? You see, many times we think peace is the absence of war. That's not peace. Peace is having the presence of Jesus at the time of war. Whether we face a lion or a Goliath or a fire, whether we face turmoil, whether we face disappointment, we can have peace because the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of us. He's the Father in heaven and He loves you unconditionally. He loves you unconditionally. And we have access to Him every day. Who of us calls our father daddy? Daddy is such an intimate word, isn't it? Father is like father. But daddy is like daddy. Amen. Isn't it beautiful when us as as parents have our children and they run and they say, daddy, mommy. And that's what the father wants. He wants you to have him as his father because you are not an orphan. You were bought with a price. And whether we have a present earthly father or not, that doesn't matter. We have the heavenly father fighting for us every single day. And he cares for you. Amen. We have access to him all the time. We have access to the father all the time. The Holy Spirit was poured out from heaven. Jesus was sent from heaven. But how many times, church, is it so hard for us to speak to our Father? Who's with me this morning? Who's with me this morning? It's easy to speak to Jesus because Jesus felt what I felt. He walked on this earth. The Holy Spirit is with me. It's easy to speak to the Holy Spirit. But we oftentimes forget that the Father sent Jesus to come and die. The Father sent the Holy Spirit to be with us. Jesus came to make his name known. So I want to go through Numbers 6, verse 24 to 26. That's my proof text for today. Amen. It's a priestly blessing that was written as the Israelites were in the desert. They just crossed the Red Sea. There's an enormous amount of people. And they'd seen the power of God split the sea down the middle. Amen. They'd seen the power of God split the sea. And they were in the desert. And many times, church, we think when we we reach our time of testing, it's God punishing us. But in the desert, God was actually so kind to the Israelites. They had a cloud by day covering them as they walked. It was like a walking air conditioner. I don't know if you've ever stopped at a robot and you just want to stay under the tree a little longer before it starts turning green that you can drive because the, the shadow of the tree actually just gives a little bit of relief from the heat of the sun. So in a desert, God gave them a cloud by night, day and a pillar of fire by night. In the desert at night, it was cold. Amen? 
So this God of ours looked after his people by giving them a beautiful air condition in the day and a cloud of fire by night to keep them warm. Their clothes never wore out. Their shoes never stopped working, amen? As ladies, I think sometimes I'd love some shoes never to stop working, amen? They never broke. This was the goodness of God in the desert. Their children were healthy. They were a healthy nation. The Bible says nobody had a miscarriage. Do you understand how awesome God was? In their desert time that was supposed to take a few days and it took 40 years, God still looked after them. He gave them manna by day and quails later on to eat as well. And the voice, the, the Bible says that to bring the quails, the wind of God had to blow the quails into the camp because a quail would not easily be in a desert. And the Israelites grew in their love for the Lord when the Lord placed the Holy of Holies between them. The Shekinah glory of God. There was angelic protection. No predators came against them. Can you imagine what God did for these people? Even in their questioning, God looked after them. Church, if you feel like you have a predator coming against you, that you have things coming against you, God is for you. God is for you. He's not against you. I want you to get this this morning. God with us. Emmanuel with us. God with us. This was his heart for his children. So when the priestly blessing was given, Aaron the high priest would come out and give the blessing to the people. But just before that, we read in the Bible that Moses said, Lord, show me your glory. He went up the mountain and he said, Father, I want to see you. Show me your glory. And God said, hide in the cleft of the rock because we cannot face each other face to face. But he gives us this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The name of the Father is mentioned in the Bible 6,519 times. Can you imagine? Do you think it's important to know the name of the Lord? If the Lord put it so many times in the Bible, amen? May, in, the, in the Hebrew translation, it says, May Yahweh, your heavenly Father, he who exists, kneel before you, making himself available to you as the heavenly Father, so that he can bestow upon you his promises and his gifts. Did you hear what I'm saying, church? As Jesus kneeled before the disciples to wash their feet, this first line in this prayer, the Lord bless you and keep you, God is saying, he's kneeling before you, and he's saying, I want to bring you gifts. This is why there's gifts on the platform this morning. I want to give you gifts, amen? Who loves gifts? I love gifts, amen? And there's nothing in this one. <laughs> I wish there was something in here. <laughs> amen? But God says every day, I want you to come to me because I have something special for you. But many times we don't take the time to go to our God to get the gift that he has for us. Many times we're too busy and God is saying, come, I want you to be with me. He kneeled before his disciples as he washed their feet. As Jesus kneeled before his disciples, he's kneeling before you and me this morning saying, 
Yes, my arms open wide. I'm available for you. I'm available for you. The God of the universe that split the Red Sea is available for you. I don't think you heard me, church. The God of the universe, the almighty Father is available for you because he loves you. He doesn't come with closed arms. He doesn't come like this to come and see you. He comes like this. He says, come, come. I will guard you and I will protect you. It says, the Lord bless you and keep you, protect you, sustain you and guard you. He will protect your body, soul, mind and spirit. It's like a hedge of thorny protection. Can you imagine a hedge of thorny protection keeping predators out? It's the same protection as what we see in Psalm 91. Do you know Psalm 91, church? It says, he will prevent Satan and all your enemies from harming your body, your soul, your mind, your loved ones, and all your possessions. Amen? So to keep you in a picture of the Father that's pulling you closer and puts you in his arms. Amen? The next line says, the Lord make his face shine upon you with favor. He puts his arms around you and he tells you, I love you. You are mine. Well done, my daughter. Well done, my son. Because you see, church, when we come before God, we come before God based on what we have done. We come before God and we think, can this God love me? Who's with me? Who's ever had that thought before? But we come before God and God says, I'm looking at you as my righteousness. I'm looking at you through the finished work of the cross. I'm looking at you through the finished work on the cross. There's no guilt and condemnation in the arms of Jesus. There's no guilt and condemnation in the arms of Jesus. But many times, church, Jesus is standing and he's saying, yeah, I have all these gifts for you, church. Look, look, here's more. And here's even a bigger gift for you. All I want you to do is come. Come and get the gift. If I say, Maggie, here's a gift for you. Come. What must Maggie do? What must Maggie do? <laughs> Maggie must run and get her gift. Amen. And in the same way, God has gifts for us every day. His mercies are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. But do we go to collect our mercies every morning? Because we're sometimes afraid of God. Isn't it true? We're afraid of the Father. And the Father just says, come. The Lord make his face shine upon you with favor. And be gracious to you, surrounding you with loving kindness. Surrounding you with loving kindness. This is a prayer of grace, church. A prayer of grace. His loving kindness surrounds us. His favor 
goes before us. Just like we sang in that song, may his favor be upon you for generations to generations, for your family, for your children and their children and their children and their children. Amen? God's mercies are new every morning. But we never come for our newness every day. That's why when the Lord says, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious towards you, the Lord lift up his countenance, his face upon you, and give you peace. That's the Father's heart for you. The definition of that is once Jesus has looked at you and he's hugged you, he turns his face that you can see each other and you lock eyes face to face. Can you imagine the love in his eyes? Can you imagine the grace in his eyes? Can you close your eyes for one minute and just try and imagine the Father? Can you try and imagine the Father? The Father in Jesus' name. The love he has for you, church, has no bounds. The Lord lift his countenance upon you with divine approval and give you peace. When Paul and Silas sat in the prison church, they did not sit in the prison grumbling and complaining. They'd just been accused wrongly. They were beaten severely for a lie. And they were sitting in the prison. And they said, in this time, my God is still beautiful. My God is still beautiful. In our hard times, church, our God is still beautiful. Our beloved is so beautiful, more beautiful than ten thousands of ten thousands. As they sat in the prison and they were praising and singing their praises to the Lord, they did not look at their circumstances. They did not look at the wrong that was done to them. They did not look at the right that was done to them because it didn't matter. It didn't matter because the presence of peace doesn't mean there's no war. The presence of peace is to know that the Prince of Peace lives on the inside of us. And if I go to war, he goes to war with me. If I stand, my God stands with me. When I walk, Yahweh walks with me. Amen? When I face a mountain, I'm not facing the mountain on my own. Yahweh stands behind me and he says, let us do this mountain together. Amen? But church, we forget that. Let's give God a hand. It's something to rejoice in. Many times, ladies, we need to put down our pretty swords and start fighting. Amen? We need to start standing up and saying, God, I'm a mighty woman and I will fight for the, your glory all the days of my life. And to fight for your glory means I do not accept depression. To fight for your glory means I do not accept anxiety. 
to fight for your glory and for my family. It means I have to choose you in the brightest of days. And I need to choose you in the darkest of nights. Amen, ladies. We are not weak because our God is strong. I'm not strong without God, but because I have a mighty lion roaring next to me, I'm strong. Amen? If you had to fight a battle and you knew you had this big lion next to you, would you fight the battle the same? No. But we forget there's power in the name of Jesus. May his presence go before you and behind you and besides you and around you and within you. He's for you. He's for you. Hallelujah. Church, you know, many times I have to close my eyes and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Amen. Have you ever felt like that? As Paul and Silas were in the prison, they were just singing their praises to the Lord. Who knows what they were singing? Who knows what they were singing? They could have been singing praise. They could have been singing worship. If you looked at the story, they'd actually been beaten so badly. And they were put in the deepest part of the prison, next to the prison guard. Amen? And they're here in this prison, and it's dark. And it smells. And they're covered in blood for something that they never did. They hadn't done wrong. And they decide, God, in my darkest hour, I'm going to choose you. Sometimes the facts are screaming at us, church. You are going under. You are going under. It has an attitude. You are not going to make it. In the same way, we need to stand up and with the power of the Almighty God say, He is for me and not against me. When I face these hard times, I choose Him. I choose Him over and over and over again. But you know what, church, in those times when I had to choose Him, when it was difficult, a different worship came out of me. Isn't it true? In our hard times when we sing and, and we say, my beloved is so beautiful, more than thousands of ten thousands, I'm not going to turn my back on you, God. I'm not going to walk away from you, Jesus. On the contrary, I see your arms open wide. I see you kneeling before me saying, come, come. And like a child has to run into the arms of the Father, I see myself running into the arms of the Father. And I'm safe. I'm safe in the hands of the Father, church. Because in my hard times, in me choosing the Lord, my worship becomes a different color. Isn't that like that, church? Paul and Silas in the prison. Do you know who was watching them? The Bible says the other prisoners were watching them. Church, those that do not serve the Lord Jesus Christ are watching you to see what is your reaction to calamities and adversities and things going on around you. The, the Bible says the prisoners were watching them. Today, those in the world are watching. 
Are you true to the word that you said that your God is faithful in good times and in hard times? Amen? They were watching them. Here's Paul and Silas covered in blood, being beaten severely. The Bible says severely. They'd only gone on a missionary trip. They just wanted to establish a church. And they choose to sing and say, my God is beautiful. My God is more beautiful than 10,000 of 10,000 of 10,000. Just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, if he delivers me or not, my eyes are set on him. My heart belongs to him. My life, I'm a living sacrifice. Amen? God used this average person, this average life, and make something beautiful. Because without the presence of the Lord, what am I? But church, we need to notice and remember, our trials are not for us. Our trials are also there for those that are watching us. Say, so is your God going to deliver you today? Or is the birds of the air, or are the birds of the air going to eat your flesh up? Amen? And Paul and Silas had one other person watching them that was very important, the most important. God Almighty was watching them. God Almighty is watching you. His eyes go to and fro of the earth to see who has a loyal heart. Who has a loyal heart towards me? In the prison, God was watching them. When the prison doors flung open and the chains fell off their arms, they didn't run out because it was never about them. They were waiting. See, Lord, what now? Is this door open for me? Or is this door opening to show those other prisoners and a prison guard that you are real? You see, church, many times we live our lives in our own little bubble. It's called the me bubble. Amen? As ladies, we also get to live in that bubble sometimes. It's me. It's how I'm feeling. Do you know what this situation does to me? Am I talking to the right people? Is it just me that plays in this movie sometimes? <laughs> but we need to take the M and turn it around and make it a wee bubble. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Because when my situation becomes more than just about me, I start becoming like God. Because God's heart is for everybody. Amen? I need to get out of my little me bubble, church. Because what the devil does is when I look at my me bubble, I start having guilt, condemnation, shame, and I start asking very dangerous questions. Where is my God now? I've only been good to God. I've only served him. How could he allow this in my life? Am I talking to the right people? But you know what, church? We are not in heaven yet. We are facing calamities on earth. One day in heaven, we will be bowing with ten thousands of ten thousands of people and saying, holy is the Lord God Almighty. And in a one second in heaven one day, everything will make sense. But for now, we are walking on this earth. And we are choosing daily Am I my me bubble or my we bubble? <laughs> Amen? Is life all about me and my feelings 
Or is life about everybody around me as well and the presence of the Lord? Amen. I'm coming in for a landing church. I really believe this is God's heart for us this morning. When the Lord says, the Lord bless you and keep you, the Lord make his face shine upon you, the Lord be gracious towards you, the Lord be gracious towards you, the Lord be gracious towards you and give you an unsurmountable amount of peace. Then you become a warrior for him and you can walk and you can say, I'm walking with the Lord. Defeat and failure are things of the past. Look at me. I'm walking with the Lord. Amen. And we give the Lord a hand if you want to give him a hand. Amen. We need to stand up and roar again, church. Because the fear of God is not like the fear of the world. Can I ask you to put up that picture for me um, of, that I gave you of Spurgeon? The fear of God is the death of every other fear. Like a mighty lion, it chases all fear away. Amen, church. Do you hear what I'm saying? The fear of God, the love of God, the honor of God, the majesty of God is the death of every other fear. Like a mighty lion, it chases all fear away. Amen? It chases all fear away. And then I can come into God's presence and say, God, whether I get this contract or not, you remain the same. My heart is set on you. Father, whether I'm healed or not, You're my healer. Father, whether you bring breakthrough or not, you're my breakthrough in Jesus' name. I will choose you over and over and over and over again. When the enemy raises up a standard, our God raises up a bigger standard. Amen? Can I ask you to raise your hands this morning? And whatever that fear in your heart was, whatever that need in your heart was, I wanted to sing the song this morning. My beloved is more beautiful than 10,000s of 10,000s. His name is Yahweh. And his is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.